your understanding of what you read and hear to a very large degree is determined by your vocabulary. So improve your vocabulary daily. Good morning. Today is Monday the 30th. That was a quote from Zig Ziglar. Welcome to the Darrell McLean Show, and I am your host, Darrell McLean. Over the weekend, the President of the United States had a change of heart and extended his social distancing guidelines to April the 30th. Remember, the President had originally expressed he wanted everything to be open by Easter on April the 12th. The President now says he believes that a peak will be coming around April 12th, but the country will be able to get back to business by the 1st because it will be a downturn in his beliefs of the coronavirus. There is now 732,000 cases of COVID-19 around the world, according to John Hopkins Hospital. And of course, the largest number of those cases with 143,000 are in the U.S. And more than 2,500 people have sadly died in the United States from the coronavirus. The largest with the outbreak is in the city of New York, where almost 800 people have died from the virus. The FDA has approved a test that will be coming out this week. The test can give results in 10 to 15 minutes, and the company claims it will be able to get 50,000 tests out a day. For the record, the test is made by the company Abbott. The state of Louisiana has been hit with a spike with more than 3,500 in the state now coming down with the virus. New Orleans police even broke up a funeral on Saturday because it had more than 100 people. A plane has landed in New York City from China with well-needed medical supplies that all the states have been waiting to come. Unfortunately, because of bad trade policy, China is one of the biggest exporters of American medical supplies. Now in the Seattle area, home of the first known coronavirus case in the United States and the place where the virus claimed 37 of its first 50 victims, it's now seeing evidence that the strict containment strategies they impose in the earliest days of the outbreak are beginning to pay off, at least for now. Deaths are not rising as fast as they are in other states. Dramatic deadlines in street traffics uh, see that people are staying home. Hospitals have so far not been overwhelmed, and pre preliminary statistical models provided to public officials in Washington state suggest that the spread of the virus has slowed down in Seattle in an in area in recent days. While each infected person was spreading the virus to an average 2.7 other people earlier in March, that number appears to have dropped, with one projection suggesting that it was down to 1.4. Two of the country's largest health insurers, Cigna and Humana, agreed to protect their customers from out-of-pocket costs if they needed treatment from corona. Sadly, nearly a dozen students at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, have developed symptoms of the coronavirus after the school's president, Jerry Falwell Jr., reopened Liberty University last week after he called the pandemic response an overreaction. 
Look, folks, this virus is serious. Stop listening to people who tell you that it is an overreaction. Dr. Anthony Fauci has said 200,000 people could die in the United States because of this virus. And nurses have sadly passed away. Doctors are also getting sick. This is something that people need to take very seriously. On that note, the coronavirus briefings has given the president a regularly scheduled reality show, again, or rather, uh, create his own reality show, which we all know he loves. He is quoted as saying, I've gotten to like this room, which was a stark difference because before the virus, the president and his administration were not doing a daily briefing. But now, since the president cannot do his rallies, the media has been giving him a audience that will tune in every day and the audience will be captivated by him. In Trump fashion, he does a reality TV or rather than create your own reality TV. It's often subject to later fact checking by the press or backpedaling by his staff. Help to needed equipment are always just around the corner. After reports of conflicts with governors over federal support are labeled fake news and no one could have anticipated a pandemic like this despite the warning playbook that was left out by the previous Obama administration. The daily coronavirus briefings increasingly timed to run live on cable and broadcast right around the evening news are a journey. The president begins them by soberly reading statements. On Thursday, he gave a roll call of the G20 leadership. He can be expansive, even astonishingly praising the media, and he can be peevish. I want him to be appreciative, he said Friday, of governors who were critical of how fast they were getting materials from the government. The President Trump's critics have said that his briefings are no more than him replacing his campaign rallies in another form. The two things do have elements in common. The lieutenants and grievances, the insulting reporters and the political rivals, the self-aggrandizement and his selective versions of history. Sadly, like most of his rallies, the president's digressions can defy both science and syntax. His observations on how children tend to be less seriously affected by the pandemic, by diseases than whatever they want to call it. You can call it a germ or you can call it a flu, you call it a virus, you can call it many different names. I'm sorry, but nobody else I have spoken to has called it anything but a virus. The president in this very serious moment has turned this to nothing more than a big, big everyday commercial or a episode of The Celebrity Apprentice. The president has even said on Twitter, because of the ratings of my news conferences, etc. are so high, bachelor finale, Monday night football type of numbers, according to New York Times, the lamestream media is going crazy. Trump is reaching too many people. We must stop him, said one lunatic. See you guys at 5 p.m. With his audience being stuck at home, of course you know, 6.8 million people tuned in to watch. But can you blame them? They are afraid for their lives. They are losing their jobs. And they are trying to go to what should be the most trusted person in the free world for information. And he is giving them misinformation, and a show, and failing at leadership. There is no greater asset to any salesman, to any salesman or any politician than an audience that 
desperately wants to believe what you're saying is true. And if you want to believe, then you have the President of the United States at the podium, backed by a team of officials and experts doing something, or at least saying something at lip, which is a visual language of TV that reads the same thing. The base will see him as a strong leader. And according to recent numbers, the president's approval ratings have skyrocketed during these briefings wrapped around the coronavirus. It's actually not only viewers at home to want to have faith in something to believe in. On March 17, when President Trump struck a somber note after minimizing the virus for weeks, CNN's Dana Bash said that he was beginning to be the kind of leader that people needed, at least in tone. Unfortunately, a week later, he was on Fox at a virtual town hall saying, we lose thousands of people a year to the flu. We don't turn off the country. For the president, his productions or briefings allow him to turn the pandemic response from a serial narrative in which he is held accountable for his actions or inactions to a episode of The Celebrity Apprentice in which it doesn't matter what he says on one show, the next show, the entire slate will be wiped clean. This leads to a very difficult question. Should the media be reporting or covering these briefings every single day when they know that they're going to be littered with misinformation? That is a question that each media organization is going to have to wrestle with in their own hearts. It's very difficult because he is the president of the United States, so he is, by almost definition, late-breaking news. But what do you do when you know that the news that will be breaking will be unserious and it does not meet the moment? We need more speech, not less speech. I can concede that point. But I think the media needs to start fact-checking the president in these briefings in real time. If the president gets up in the briefings and said something that is verifiably untrue, then the second the press gets a question, they need to challenge him on the information that has been put out. If the president does what he normally does, where he will ignore one reporter, the next reporter that gets the, a question should ask the exact same question that the reporter that was ignored tried to ask. This is not the time for the media to make the story about them or to take it personal when the president yells fake news. It is a bigger story about a pandemic and what the media is going to do to get out information. Maybe it should be the recommendation of the day that as the president is speaking, each media organization has a doctor or an epidemiologist or a type of scientist on to say, these are the facts, this is what's true. Maybe strap or throw away these briefings altogether and just listen to the scientists. Just have Dr. Fauci on, just have other epidemiologists on to talk to the public on a daily basis. Yes, folks, he is the president of the United States, but we also know what he has to offer. Time after time, when it is time for Donald Trump to take the high road, he does not seem to meet the moment. So at this point in time, we are responsible for constantly putting him on the air and pretending like it's going to be a serious moment.
And of course, that part is just my opinion. This is going to be the end of the show for today. If you want to support the show, go to www.patreon slash the Darrell McLean show. That's www.com slash Patreon slash the Darrell McLean show. You can also find the show on iTunes, on Spotify, and I am on Twitter at the Darrell McLean show. Have a good day and I will see you guys on tomorrow.